0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Well, good morning, everybody. We're back, your automotive
1: team, uh, in the studio on this chilly morning in South Florida. Chilly for South Florida. Uh, this is Earl on Cars, and we are not going to sing to you. This is the true only station. I understand that, but... Uh, I'm not alone, by the way. There are four of us in the studio here. We're automotive experts. Now, I hate to be immodest and uh, say that uh, I'm an expert or that my colleagues here are experts, but we are. And... uh who was it that said it ain't bragging? If it's true, it's uh, Yogi Berra. No, it wasn't Yogi, but somebody about his age back back in the day. Ooh. And we've been in the business a long time. We're here to help you avoid being ripped off by a car dealer, frankly. Uh, how to be a, avoid being ripped off if you buy or lease a car. And also when you maintain or repair a car. Our regular listeners know this, but I have to continually remind, because we get a lot of new listeners. We build this audience. We've been doing the show for about 14 years. Uh, we started out as a little half-hour show, then we moved to an hour. Now we're two hours. I just saw the latest Nielsen ratings, and uh, we're really growing. And we've got listeners from all over. we got listeners from all over the world, actually, because I'm speaking to you as a radio audience. A lot of them are a lot of you are streaming us. I've just uh, got a list here of the of the various uh, devices that we have. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter.com, uh, Periscope. So this is a live stream. Uh, you can see us on any of these channels. You, of course, hear us on your radio, and if you go to Earl on Cars, we have our podcast. So you've got the archives of everything we've done, um, and that's a lot because we've been doing. As I say, we've been doing this for 14 years. We have a, we have a mystery shopping reports that you can access at Earl Cars com. I, I I keep thinking this is a radio show. Of course, it is, but we're a lot more now. We're live and uh, and living color, and we are here for you live is uh, a very important part of the show Uh, we dare to do this uh not recorded. Uh, what you see is real time. I think there's a little delay, but not much, maybe 10 seconds. And so what you say is what we hear, and what we say is what you hear. We're very candid. We don't pull any punches. Uh, we visit a different car dealership every week, and we pretend to buy or lease a car. It's probably the most exciting, uh, one might even say dangerous part of the show, that we would dare to go into a real car dealership, pretend to buy or release a car and then report back to you the facts. I mean, we name names. We name the dealerships. We name the salespeople we talk to. We name the managers. And we tell you the exact experience. And so that's kind of uh, risky. And I say risky because sometimes we talk about very bad things that happen. We hope to, and sometimes more often we talk about good things. Uh, but when we talk about the bad, we have the fact that we could be sued. And uh, believe me, I've thought about that for 14 years. I keep waiting for something to happen. Um, I would think if nothing else, we would make a mistake or maybe a car dealership would make a mistake and sue us. But we, we haven't been sued. I'm just knocking on wood there. I don't want to get sued, but I think it speaks for itself. The perfect defense against libel and slander is the truth. And when we mystery shop a car dealership, we tell the truth. When we speak to you and we answer your questions, we, tr- we speak the truth. At least we try to. We do make mistakes, and we would welcome you calling any mistakes we make to our attention. Uh, your calls to the show are vital. Uh, I I would go into a cold sweat if we didn't have callers. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of ways you can reach us. One one is the old-fashioned telephone. You remember telephones, don't you? Well, our telephone number is 877- 960-9960. 960-9960. And you can write that down if you want to. Uh, if you're a telephone guy or gal, uh, write it down. You might not have a question now, but I'm going to give it to you, the phone number again, and you will have later, I promise you. If you listen for 15 or 20 minutes, you will have a question about your car or somebody else's car. Eight seven seven nine six zero. 960 9960 877-960-9960 and uh, I mentioned earlier we're streaming this live through four channels uh, facebook.com forward slash on Cars so if you're a Facebook person facebook.com forward slash on Cars if you're a YouTube person same sort of thing youtube.com forward slash on Cars and Twitter we're out there on Twitter Twitter.com at Earl and Cars, easy. And Periscope, i would forgotten about Periscope. They were one of the first guys on the street when it came to uh, instantaneous video streaming, and they are not as big as YouTube, but they're out there. So if you got any Periscope players out there, Periscope.tv at Earl and Cars. Periscope.tv at Earl and Cars. So you got the you got the radio. You got the video streaming. You can text us even. We have a text number, 772-497-6530. Now, I've deluged you with links and URLs and telephone numbers and everything else. I'll get you this one. If you just remember this one, write this one down, EarlOnCars.com. That's the master list of everything we do. EarlOnCars.com has got it all. Every blog I've written in 14 years, podcasts, uh, videos, YouTube's, um, links to the good dealer, bad dealer list, links to uh, how to file a complaint against a car dealer, everything that is in this head of mine and the heads of these people in the studio is at com. So if you don't write anything else down, write com and check it out sometime. Now. I'm not in the studio by myself. Obviously, I don't have all the answers, but I think cumulatively, we can come up with about 90% of the answers. To my right is Rick Kearney. Most of our questions probably should be from folks regarding mechanical repair issues with cars. If there's anything as frightening as buying or leasing a car, it's repairing or maintaining it, because you can—they can get you either way. And uh, Rick Kearney has been in the business about a quarter century. Doesn't sound long when I say a quarter century. And uh, I've it known makes him. Makes me or, feel old. <laughs> And I've known him for over 20 years. And uh, he's been in my organization, by the way, in the way of total transparency. I have to tell you, I am a car dealer. And uh, I say that because I don't want people to think, Tina, hang on there. We'll be right with you. Just let me finish this thought. Uh, A lot of people say, well, Earl's got a car dealership and he's doing this to trash other car dealers so he can make himself the car dealer of choice. Well, uh, that's not true. Um, I'm a Toyota dealer. Toyota only sells about 15% of the cars. 85% of you out there drive something else. So we're here to help you in any way we can. This is not an infomercial. I do not pay uh, this radio station or anybody else for the right to be on the air. This is a community service. And Nancy and I are, and Rick and I are speaking at uh, a men's club tomorrow uh, in Boynton. 100 folks in a men's club, Valencia Falls Men's Club. This is the kind of thing we do. We speak before libraries. We do this radio show. uh, We write blogs. We do newspaper columns. We are a room full of consumer advocates. Rick is a mechanical guy. call him an auto computer scientist. And then we got Nancy who is my co-host. And uh, she is a woman's advocate that uh, helps the women in the audience uh, to understand how sometimes they're treated a little differently in car dealership and not in a positive way, I might say. And Stu Stewart, a.k.a. Earl Stewart III. I'm Earl Stewart Jr., but Stu is our cyber guy. And I gave you this list. I'll, I'll hold it up before how you can stream us. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. And Stu is the master of that. He handles the text, too. And when you post a question, like we've got Tina holding on the telephone now, but we'll have people posting and texting, and this is all kind of uh, handled, juggled, you might say, by Stu. Does a great job with committing with the, the cyber world. So uh, rather than keep Tina holding...
2: Before we go to Tina, let me remind the ladies that you can win fifty dollars this morning by giving us a call the first two new lady callers can win themselves fifty dollars we have a whole lot of free advice the next two hours and we'd like you to join us eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero we're going to go to tina who is a regular caller good morning tina
3: Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Great. Great. You know, I think it's time to talk about auto financing again because the phase of auto financing is beginning to change. You're no longer finding 0% financing deals available anymore, mm-hmm. and finance rates are creeping up. So I don't know which one of you may be the expert, maybe the expert in auto financing but can you please elaborate on how a half a percentage point a percentage point 1.5 percentage points how that can affect a car loan in the long term and how that can affect somebody who's wanting to save some money on their car payment
1: well tina i guess i would have to uh, raise my hand i i think i understand interest rates i've been through a lot of cycles in 50 years and uh what well, we're just coming off of now are the lowest uh, financing rates in my lifetime. And uh, when I, even when I was a young man back in 1968, when I started this business, interest rates were higher than they are today. So we're coming off an all-time historic low. I believe there will be a um, psychological effect on a lot of people because a lot of people, we've been in this low interest rate environment for so long that going to three or four percent is a shock some people have lived their car buying and home buying and every other kind of buying lives in a two three uh, percent era and this is this was like fantasy land uh, it will have an it will have a negative effect to some extent but mildly negative effect um i think that uh, your zero percent financing was always offered with a counter offer of Uh, cash back uh, rebates so most of the manufacturers now are uh, modifying their offers from zero percent to a higher percentage, and they're also weighing more on the rebates. Um, I think there's a lot of talk about it having a negative effect. In fact, I had a call from uh, Adrian Roberts, reporter for the Wall Street Journal about a month ago on this subject, and uh, she did an article in the Wall Street Journal about this. She seemed to think, and I think some of the other folks that spoke to her seemed to think this was going to have a significant effect. On car sales, I don't believe so, uh, and I'm looking at it from a half a century of perspective. Uh, I think it'll have a short-term impact. After after that, people will equate. You know, I bought my first house back in the 70s, and my mortgage rate was seven and a quarter percent, and I thought I got a steal. Uh, today, you can still get a mortgage rate at four percent. So if this is where we are. I think things will stabilize shortly, and interest rates will remain lower than they have been in a long time at least that's my take uh does that answer part of your question tina
3: well sort of but you have to think about something uh, and i know that you're aware of this but last week i mentioned that the average car payment now for a used vehicle is four hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. and new cars are starting at very easily 22 dollars. twenty five thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars So when the interest rates change because the price of the vehicle is so much higher, that's where people I think are a little bit fearful. It's not like 50 years ago where you could get a car so much cheaper now than you can then. I mean, I understand the economic change and everything else and income change, but over the years, but it's the basic price of the vehicle and when the interest rate even goes up a little bit, it can make somebody say, okay, I can afford this much, but mm. then they may have to buy less car than they want because the interest rates kind of priced them out each month. Mm.
1: No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, there's no question that people pay, buy cars and lease cars on monthly payments. We think about price. You know, we don't think that's a $30,000 car or a $10,000 or $40,000 car. We think, how much can I fit in my budget? Typically, we get paid monthly or weekly, but We don't think in terms of large And very few people pay cash So exactly Going from a $350 $350 payment To a $400 payment Is going to create Lower demand And sales will drop slightly The, The good news is that cars last longer. And uh, if you go back to when I started selling cars, uh, a two- or three-year-old car that had 50,000 miles on it uh, was ready for the junkyard. Uh, Today, a two- or three-year-old car with uh, 50,000 miles on it Mm. is just getting into its prime, and it can last another five, six, seven, ten years. Uh, The residual values, the resale value of cars is much higher. More and more people are leasing today. So with a higher residual value... Is there a higher residual? The cars are better values. They're safer. They last longer. They're more reliable. So they have a higher resale value. In fact, Therefore, the lease payment is lower. So whereas maybe the financing goes up a little bit and the monthly payment goes up a little bit, uh, you're actually getting a better value for the money <laughs> than you did when interest rates were higher. But I think it'll have a short-term impact. Your uh, higher payment, there's no question, will have a short-term impact. Then people will realize, well for 400 bucks a month uh, last time I bought a car the car didn't last as long as it wasn't good of value I'm getting a better value uh, that will counteract the initial negative impact
3: yeah, and the thing is, too, like like was mentioned before, I think I may have mentioned it a couple shows before, where the used car market is getting really hot, which means it's there's going to be less and less deals available for used cars because they're going to be so popular. Mm-hmm. And they are popular because people don't want to pony up the bucks for a brand new car. Exactly. But we also have another problem affecting the used car market. There's a lot of flood cars in Florida. There's a lot of flood cars in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of flood cars in North Carolina because of the hurricane chains and that's just going to put the squeeze on anything, because in the southern states below the rust belt, people want cars from those states because they don't have to worry about rusted-out bodies or anything like that, so I mean, there's a trickle, the the interest rates kind of trickle down effect of a bigger problem with the used car market.
1: Yeah, and you can get some crazy interest rates. The states don't really give you much protection. Uh, The usury rates in Florida, you can charge, I believe, in the 30, 35 percent Uh, for buying an older car. That's absolutely crazy. That's like mafia financing. I'm really, really surprised that they don't curtail that. Uh, So you have to be careful. The victims are typically the uneducated, the people or the desperate, the people that have to have a car at any price. But for the informed, educated consumer, uh, interest rates are not as big a challenge. And by the way, Tina, used cars, actually are an even better value than new cars. And you've heard me say this. I know that. But if you get the, the right used car, you've, you've gotten the initial crazy depreciation that you have with a new car gone. It's absorbed. You take a two-year-old car that's got 25 or 30,000 miles on it, that's a tremendous value compared to the new car that's sitting in the showroom. As soon as you drive that car off the showroom, you're looking at $2,500 in depreciation. You can take that used car and you're looking at less than half that depreciation so not to mention the fact that the cars are lasting two or three times as long as they used to Uh, i wouldn't buy a new car i'm a new car dealer if i were not in the business and i wanted the best value i would buy a late model used car maybe with a little bit of factory warranty left on it before i would buy a new car
3: Yeah, I agree. I'm in the same position, too. The the car that I bought at the time, it was a two-year-old car, Mm -hmm. and it still had some warranty left on it. So I'm glad I did that. It's worked out for me.
1: Perfect, yeah. No, and uh, you can sell that car and uh, get a very high percentage of your original investment back. Uh, We see so many people that buy new cars, and then a year later, two years later, they don't like the car, and they bring it in, and they find out they owe far more on the car than uh, the actual value. They say they're upside down, and I just talked to a woman the other day, a student, actually, uh, who was upside down in the car because she would basically paid too much, and uh, she won't have any positive equity for another year or two.
3: Oh, wow. Well, that just goes to show if you pick a vehicle, make sure it's really what you want because you may be stuck with it longer than you want to be.
4: Yeah. Uh, Rick had a point, I think. Well, the only thing that I, I, just to play the devil's advocate, is the technology in the cars. Is increasing so quickly. Good point. And the safety factors, the, the changes that they are making to these cars are coming so fast that even a two-year-old car, the technology in it is quickly outdated. And a lot of these new safety items that they're coming out with, you know, like right now, I'm, I'm looking at getting a new car very soon for my wife. Mm-hmm. Should be a pretty good trade, I think. But uh, anyways, uh, uh-huh. but I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at trying to get her into the newest latest version with all the technology and the safety features especially in today's world the new safety features on these cars are incredible.
1: Well, that's true, Rick. But remember this. If you buy a car that's one-year-old, it's still got a huge lot, amount of uh, safety. If you go back two years, it's still got a huge amount true, compared true. to what they used to. If you're driving a five-year-old car and you buy a two-year-old car, you're making a quantum leap a huge in safety. Leap so yep. you do sacrifice. I mean, if you want to have your cake and eat it, too, buy a brand-new, shiny car. Yep. It'll have all the bells and whistles, all the safety items. It's like Star wars and uh, you pay for it because yeah. you take that big oh. depreciation hit. so uh, if you got the money then you can pay the
4: extra i, I guess yeah. the best answer is do your homework yeah. and know what you're looking at and know what you want
1: nancy I,
2: I think a lot of times you know there are consumers out there that want to impress their neighbors and they buy a new car Uh, used car by far the savings is amazing your car the cars today are are, you can put 200,000 miles on them so again used cars Uh, Tina you mentioned uh, you know how popular they are and they're selling like hotcakes and it's very true I'll confirm that everybody is out there looking for a used car with the safety you know features uh, that they can uh, use and uh, it's it's a huge
1: savings thanks for your call you uh, as always come up with some of the most interesting comments and questions Uh, you you are uh, right up there in the top five of all of our callers And uh, you you do. uh, Thank
3: you. you And and I don't mean to, to and I don't mean in any way to shed a negative light, but I'm just looking for the consumer because I'm a consumer myself, you know. Sure. And people that are looking for a used car, a new car, they have to be so much more shrewd. And please, people, come here to listen to... These guys, 95.9 true oldies on the east coast of Florida, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday.
1: Hey, we're going to put you on the payroll, Tina. Thank you very
2: much. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Tina would be the only one on the payroll, (laughs) I might add. (laughs) Tina, thank you so much for calling. Um, As a female advocate, you know, I certainly appreciate your call. And uh, everybody else out there that's listening, the females I'm referring to, You encourage them to give us a call, and you're helping us build the platform. Have a great day. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. 877-960-9960. I think we have a text. Is that right?
0: We do. We have have a a text from from Anne Marie. She says, good morning. Why do tires squeal at low speed? I was driving in a parking garage doing less than five miles per hour, and my tires were squealing as if I were auditioning for The Fast and the Furious. (laughs) What gives?
4: (laughs) I'm going to throw that to Rick. Uh, Why do tires squeal, Rick? Well, the number one reason, and she gave us the great clue on this, is a parking garage and that is you're driving actually on an almost polished concrete surface and especially when you're turning at those low speeds the front wheels never turn at exactly the right angle so one tire is always going to slide just a little bit uh-huh. and that's that squealing noise you're hearing is the rubber yeah. slipping on the concrete that's kind of like when nancy walks through the house with her sneakers on exactly yeah that's exactly it okay a little a little bit of moisture even humidity will increase that squealing factor quite a bit but all it is is to, it's in its only on turns and that's why you're getting it you won't hear it on the blacktop because it's a different surface Mm -hmm. and the tires just don't really make any noise on it thank you rick Uh, remember to text your questions and to
1: 772-497-6530 that's 772-497-6530 and if you didn't catch this earlier we're on facebook facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars and we're on YouTube. We get a lot of YouTube. I was really surprised at that. First, I thought everybody was Facebook. Now we find out that youtube.com is really strong. So, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You can watch us in living color. Nancy's got a beautiful shirt on. Uh, just absolutely, was that fuchsia?
2: That's fuchsia.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> Didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> no. And then we got Twitter. Twitter, you know, you don't know about Twitter. Uh, uh Um, The only person that uses Twitter a lot is Donald Trump, I guess, but Twitter's having some financial problems. But Twitter is alive and well, so Twitter.com, at Earl on
0: Cars. Support Twitter. Watch Earl on Cars. Exactly.
2: (laughs) And uh, also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you give us an idea of what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Again, that number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us, as Earl said, at 772-497-6530. And uh, we have uh, some more information here. Yeah,
1: and let's not forget Periscope. I mean, I forgot Periscope. Periscope. I almost forgot Twitter, but Periscope. It's been around longer than Twitter, I think. Uh, Maybe not. But anyway, periscope.tv at earloncars.com. And you can take this deluge of names and links and telephone numbers and forget about it. And just remember earloncars.com because everything we do and how to find everything we do is there for you at earloncars.com. Later in the show. Mystery shopping report coming up, and um, that is really the high, highlight of the show. Uh, always interesting, live, true, candid. Sometimes we talk. Sometimes we call illegalities. That's the thing that really worries me, frankly. Because if I say to somebody, if I say on the air that a car dealer is doing something illegal, and he's not, I'm toast. I am toast. They come after me. The station would deny any liability, of course. Yep. And they would come out after me. It is really scary. But the truth shall set you free, and I'm telling the truth. So that's the reason I didn't. I don't get sued. Uh, we. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. Who we? We shopped a small uh, mom and pop. Actually, father and son. Uh, yeah, son and pop. Pop and Son. Son and, son right. and Pop uh, used car a lot. And uh, we did we did a luxury car dealership the week before. So we really try to be you know, fair. We go far and wide. We go, uh, did we go to Fort Lauderdale?
0: Oh, we've been south of Fort Lauderdale. Miami? Oh, this time was West Palm Beach, but yeah. we've been down. We've been down Miami. We've, been to, cover, we've yeah. been to Pensacola.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Mystery Shopping Report will really be a lot of fun. Uh, I sometimes forget to mention our justification and our justification for what we do is a gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions the gallup poll on honesty and ethics and professions rich i see you hanging on there let me finish my thought and we have a caller uh, from palm beach gardens we'll be right with you rich this gallup poll on honesty and ethics and professions has been conducted every year since 1977 and every year 40 plus years car dealers have been the bottom or near the bottom on honesty and ethics so it isn't just this team here in the radio studio it isn't just me talking negativity people don't want to buy a car because of the way the car dealers treat them a matter of fact one of my most recent blogs was would you rather buy a car or have a colonoscopy that's how bad the experience is when we're talking about buying a car we do have a caller don't we nancy
2: we do we're going to go to rich in west palm in palm beach gardens good morning rich
5: morning uh, my question is i brought my car in for servicing at a repair shop and the body got damaged a, a little bit of the body damage and i want to know what my rights are and what their responsibility is
1: well rich uh, that is not an infrequent problem. Uh, that uh, depends on the integrity of the uh, service department that you brought your vehicle into. If you have an honest business person, uh, they will give you the benefit of the doubt and take care of it. Uh, What a good business person does in the service business or the sales business when you bring your vehicle in is inspect the car when you come in. And if you're really smart, you'll have web cameras to view the car when it comes in. Oftentimes, I've I've got a ding on my fender. And I don't know where it came from. I think it came from when I, uh, my sons and I went to lunch uh, about a month and a half ago. And a couple of people have seen it said, how did that happen? Well, I might have done it, but I don't think I did. So those things happen. So people bring cars into establishments and they leave and then they notice a ding and they immediately assume that it was caused at the last place they visited. question is, was it really? So... Uh, what a good businessman would do is give the, the customer the benefit of the doubt and take care of it. Because if you believe that they dinged your car and they won't fix it, you won't go back there for service. And you'll tell all your friends and neighbors what happened. And they won't go back there for service. So if it costs this company 250 bucks to fix your car and you didn't do it, it would cost him $2,500 in additional business that he lost because he did not do the right thing.
6: Nancy uh, okay.
2: I, I'd like to add to that um, I've had yeah. a, a few ladies ask me the same question and I advise them pictures pictures are worth it all Thousands and you now. take pictures of every angle of your vehicle before you leave it for service and uh, uh, that'll that'll clinch it right there
1: Rich uh, have you t- gone to the top guy there the uh, owner of the business or the general manager?
5: Um, yeah, I contacted him. The, the service isn't finished yet, so he said that
6: mm-hmm.
5: he'd work it out before we... Uh... <laughs> When you, uh, I have to bring it back, so he said we'd work it out when I bring it
1: back. Good. Well, let me let me know how it goes. If you could call the show and let us know. Tell them when you go in there that you talk to us at EarlOnCars.com and that uh, uh, what I said and uh, and see what uh, they say. And if they take care of you, you call us back next week and we'll give uh, the business a shout-out. We'll name the company and we'll, t- we'll tell them they did the right thing. And I give them a little credit for being a good business person who cares about their customers. Customers.
5: okay great i'll do that
1: thanks for the call rich have a good day stay
2: in touch 877-960-9960 okay, okay. 7 7 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 7 7 remember ladies i have 50 dollars for the first two new lady callers give us a call uh we're going to go to dave uh and uh, he's calling from west palm beach good morning dave
7: good morning guys how is everybody great, great. Right. good Yeah, listen, um, while you were opening the show this morning and you were talking about all the different ways we can enjoy your program, Hmm. something occurred to me that uh, some months back when I discovered all these radio stations and you would come on while I was in the car driving and it was uh, compelling and interesting and I really appreciated it. So I tried to download it onto my iHeartRadio. And they played music. They did not play your show. And then I accidentally just, well, happened to put the iHeartRadio on the True Oldies channel one Saturday morning, and there you were. And, yeah, I was wondering, would your application uh, 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 on iHeart be uh, nationally broadcasted? Would you know? Or would it just be maybe a local thing I think, came up?
1: I think it would be national, uh, and I'm not sure why you weren't able to get us at that one time. Uh, Still, you're our cyber expert. What do you think?
0: I know that on TuneIn Radio, we are national. I have friends up in New York that listen to the show every Saturday. iHeart Radio, I'd, I'd assume the same thing, but I guess we might have to speak with the station manager.
7: Yeah, and TuneIn... Well, in. it was some It was some months back. I yeah. mean, that, this was quite some time back. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, up in New York is exactly why I was wondering, because this is the kind of information that, sure. like, my kids yeah. are in New York and New Jersey. And, you know, this is just great stuff. And I'd really like to turn them on to it. And like I said, the iHeart, uh, for me, is a perfect platform. I just Mm -hmm. punch it up on my phone, walk around with my headset on. and. Mm -hmm. Get to, well, talk, get to talk to some nice people. Well, Dave, that's a,
1: that's a great suggestion, and we're remiss in not mentioning that more often. Uh, we have so many sources now, it's hard to believe that 14 years ago, all we had was a little bitty uh, signal that uh, reached uh, not very far, and now we've got so many channels to get this message out that we lose count. And you just gave us two more because you said I heard and then made the Stu think of tune in. Uh, so, uh, absolutely, we'll start talking. Talking about that. That's a very good point. Um, people love it and uh, all over the country they can do iHeart or tune in.
7: Yeah, I did. I, I I agree. Yeah, I think it's great. And listen, uh, more people need to listen to your program. I mean, it's just so full of information and thank you and it. suggestions, and yeah. it's great. All right, I'm gonna go, guys. All right, well, thank you a lot. for that. Have a good one.
2: Yes, thank you for that. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. Go there and voice your opinion. We're going to go to Doug, and uh, Doug is calling us from Boca. Good morning, Doug.
5: Good morning, and Ollie says good morning, too. Good uh, meow.
2: meow.
0: Good
1: morning. <laughs> again, for people morning, think think went nuts. Ollie, is, Ollie is Doug's kitty cat. Yeah, and, hi, Sam. Uh, and Ollie and Sam and Doug are all members of the Sunrise Club, and we see them every morning. So, this morning at 641.
2: Welcome.
5: Yeah, so... Um, I didn't know if you knew this about me, but I used to produce car commercials, and hmm. the very first dealership I used to produce for was Gary Fronrath. Is that in right? In Fort, Fort Lauderdale, and I used to do his dancing his dancing bear dude that used to wow. stand in front of the dealership. <laughs> and he was, he was really successful with these silly commercials, and... Um, and then I moved to Boca and started doing all the Boca dealerships, like Dan. Oh, God, went with Dan Oldsmobile, Dan something. Oh, Dan. Burns. Dan Burns, yeah, yeah.
1: That's interesting. You know, I knew Gary Fronrath very well. He had a used car lot on South Dixie Highway, just a couple blocks That's right. south of Stuart Pontiac. Yep. And he was a protege of Roger Dean, and uh, went on to become rich and famous, and had a huge Chevrolet dealership, and uh, just a heck of a nice guy. But he, uh, he he really came up the hard way. A great uh, great
6: guy.
5: Yeah, he, he they they treated me so. Amazingly, and then I probably wound up doing at least ten more dealerships in Portland. And I did the cougar with Pompano. We 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 hired a a live cougar and put him in the commercial. And unfortunately, (laughs) he. He got a little wild with the uh,
6: announcer.
1: <laughs> so I wish I, I wish I had that tape. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, we had a uh, dog commercial that uh, Stu and uh, my sons and other sons produced, and we did it down for a lot of on the production studio. And we had a Great Dane, and the Great Dane uh, got totally out of control, and he was running around knocking chairs and tables down. He also chose to chose to use the uh, area for his bathroom. Exactly. And so finally. We it took, I think, three people to get the Great Dane out so we could do the commercial.
2: <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> so, um,
5: one more thing. So, so I have a good a good story about a dealership, Delray Honda. Now, Delray Honda used to be Sherwood, and, and I used to produce Sherwood's commercials. And <laughs> at the end, he would go, who would? And then we'd go, Sherwood. Yeah, but Remember those. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: and he was he was really difficult to deal with so I, had a new <laughs> owner. I went there. And I said, "You guys want to do business with me. I used to work for an ad agency and produce your commercials. and at first, they were okay, but then they tried to get me on the mileage over mileage on Sims car and then Sims Car was involved in an accident and it it wasn't her fault it got fixed and there was a devaluation on the car so they so it wound up being a fight but we won and and now I would say that that they're an okay dealership because they they made good on everything and I wound up not having to pay over mileage not having to pay anything nothing out of pocket and and they kind of came through so um
1: that's great. You I know, know you did. I didn't know that you had that background. That's really interesting, cause I, you and I know a lot of the same people. We need to get together sometime and swap stories about the old days. Uh, if you knew Butch Sheehan, uh he was a real character. I could, I could tell, you, oh
5: my God.
2: I could tell you
1: some stories. We, yes. I don't want to get into that now. We're on live radio, but I can't, I can't tell you some of the stories I know about Butch on live radio. So. No, we don't want
2: to go
5: there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to go there. And Sherwood was a very fiery guy, yeah. and he, he used to yell at me about the air time, and I go, I don't control the air time, you have to call the table company, he says, okay, well then, just go do the commercial, I go, okay.
6: Oh, goodness.
5: <laughs> what, what fun time. Yeah,
1: and Rod, we got Rod holding, Rod, hang on there, uh, don't give up, we're going to be with you in just a second, and uh, uh, but yeah, I, let's see, maybe we can do lunch or something, and have and talk about some of this That's crazy good. stuff. Yeah. I mean, Gary Fraunrath, you in. boy, you know some of the oh, players. Oh, boy. Yeah.
6: <laughs> well, yeah.
5: I, I well, always have think. A great, have a great day, and thank you, guys. Thank
4: you, thank Doug. You just, thank you very much. Stay in touch. I always thought some of the best commercials ever that related to cars, too, was Chuck Curcio and his Tire Kingdom commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I man. Man, was he a genius. I love yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I love okay, that. we got we are showing our ages uh except for Rick we have rod <laughs> and uh, rod's giving us a call from West Palm Beach welcome to the show rod good morning
8: good morning all um you were talking about the the um turning in in driveway areas and uh, and and um, and and such something years ago they came out with called the Ackerman effect perhaps uh perhaps here. You're and I'm probably sure you remember that and, and such, Earl. Um, do they still use something like that? Because I'm sure that that's going to be past the times of uh, of longevity of of um, oh, let's see uh, somebody somebody getting paid for their rights with it, you know, Mister Ackerman.
1: You know, I'm drawing a blank on the Ackerman effect, Rod. Uh, 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 It sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. What is the Ackerman effect? Well, Rick can't come.
6: Rick can't come it's, it. it's
8: where one tire, if you make say a, say a hard left turn, one tire uh, goes at a certain uh, certain certain degree of angle, and then then the left front tire goes at a different. If I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. the one the, the one that you're turning into the turn uh, makes makes more of a uh, degree of degree of turn, and it used to save tires and uh-huh. used to save front ends and all that stuff.
1: And I ran and this happened and ran over a man named Murray Ackerman, and they probably named it the Ackerman Effect in honor of Murray. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, that's interesting. I, I didn't know what it was called, and this goes to testify to the intelligence of our listening audience. And I've got a degree Amazing. in physics. I've got a degree in physics, and I didn't know what the Ackerman Effect did. <laughs> but thank you very much, uh, Rob. That, that is extremely interesting.
8: I like I like you. I've been I've been around cars basically all my life, so wow. been been
1: in it a little little longer than you were in business. So we're both about the uh, both about the same time. Wow, yeah yeah, my dad. Uh uh, was in the business, and he started in the business back in the teens and 20s. He started to work uh, for the Oakland Company before it became Pontiac, and uh, my dad used to ride a horse uh, because the Pontiac or Oakland sold cars directly to the farmers, and when they had to repair a car, there were no service departments, there were no dealerships, he would ride his horse out to the farm, and he would fix the car. Sometimes he'd have a battery to charge, jump start the car, and uh, that's going way, way back, so uh, uh, it's kind of fun to talk about the old days, Rod. Uh, you know, I appreciate your calling in. Thank you very much.
8: Yeah, you're uh, the old Pontiacs. We came to Florida in an old Pontiac, a '52, '52 straight-eight Pontiac. Wow. So,
1: my first yeah, car. It had that great big emblem on, on the hood. My first car was a 51 Pontiac, uh, and it was a straight eight. 51 Pontiac. I named the car Betsy uh, Stick Shift. Uh, the only option was a heater, and uh, it was, uh, you never forget your first car, just like your first girlfriend. Hmm. Huh.
8: Yeah. If if the if the battery was down or anything like that back then there were six volts and tube radios and all that stuff. If it didn't start you'd hook it up to the horse and uh, and pull it and uh, pop it in second gear and fire it right up.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yep, yeah, that's 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 true. And now we're now we're uh, driving computers, and that's strange. Never thought that would happen, but uh the price of progress I guess. Oh yeah, when are they uh, when are they planning
8: on going to starterless vehicles? They've been talking about it for a long time. Where they. Shoot a charge in on the uh, piston that's on the downstroke, and now uh, you know start the engine. crud on up. They're going to be smaller batteries and stuff. Any any idea when they're going to do that?
1: Well, I think the electric car kind of trumped that whole thing because uh, uh, the uh, internal combustion engine is on its way out, and uh, I think we'll yeah, just be yeah, so. Yeah.
4: Essentially, we have starterless vehicles now. Right. All you do is turn them on. Well, the the hybrid cars don't have a starter or an alternator. Yes, because the electric motor simply starts the gas engine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
8: And they're—I uh, guess—they're gonna still keep staying with diesels. I mean, they've had diesels—I so don't know—forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff is going going the way of, uh, you know, steam engine was a fantastic engine. And my dad used to tell me it was the best engine ever made in terms of uh, efficiency and power. Uh, and, uh, and the problem is you had to have a very large tank of water on the car.
0: Yeah, so. the old Stanley steamer <laughs> well, and, and firewood. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, uh, you?
8: You, <laughs> you, uh, The steam, steam engine uh, hit it on both strokes, but the, uh, but the problem of, uh, of, of rust was a big problem
6: too. Yeah. Yep.
1: I think at, at one time a steam, steam engine held the uh, land speed record at uh, D- D- Daytona. It uh, did. Yeah. So it's a uh, and the rotary engine. I mean, we could go on and on. On been and, and on. Yeah. But, uh, Ron, <laughs> thanks for the call. Uh, love to hear from you uh, again next Saturday. Please call. I uh, love to talk about old times.
2: Yeah. Interesting call. Stay in touch. Mm-hmm.
8: All right. Thank Bye. you. Ryan. Take care.
2: Have a great day. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Talking about horses and carriage and wagons. Gosh, born in Pittsburgh, I can just close my eyes and I can see the horse and carriage coming by my house delivering milk. Uh, and these little glass bottles memories. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah.
0: I think we've got some text coming in, don't we? We do. We have uh, some from our text line. That's 772- 497-6530. Uh, it's anonymous, but the question says, my car, a 2017 Prius, does a weird thing when I cross railroad tracks. When I am braking, my car jerks and shutters as the tires cross the track. It feels like the ABS is kicking in and shutting off. Mm. My last car, a
4: 2012 Prius, did the same thing. That's a wreck question. And actually, they've pretty much answered their own question. That's pretty much what's happening is when you're stepping on the brake and you're slowing the car down and you go over those railroad tracks, the tires tend to bounce a bit at that railroad crossing. And the ABS is so accurate now that it detects that loss of motion and the loss of rotation from the tires, and it immediately starts trying to kick in the ABS, thinking you might be on the verge of losing control of the car. So it's trying to help keep you in control of the car. It feels a little odd, but it's it's operating the way it's supposed to, and it's gonna help keep you in control of the car. You know,
1: one of the things that under my head as you were explaining that, and I didn't know the answer, thank you, Rick, Um, is that here I am, a car dealer, and I don't know the answer to this question, and we sell those cars. Cars are so complex today that the challenge for car dealers, including me, is to explain adequately all of the technical uh, good things and questionable things and scary things. Because a new car, if you haven't driven a modern car, 2019 car, and you're driving a 2005. It will be a strange experience for you, Mm -hmm. and this needs to be pre-explained before you go down the highway, because you can get scared going across the railroad tracks. Suddenly, something weird happens. You don't know what's going to happen. Is my transmission going to fall out? What's going on? So, very interesting question. Yeah,
0: that that lane keep assist is something that popped in my mind. So, if if they didn't explain that to you, and suddenly your steering wheel starts nudging you a certain direction, you you could panic. It's
4: beeping at you. (laughs) The steering wheel's trying to keep you in the lane, and it's all because you didn't use your turn signal. You know that brake warning light telling me to brake goes on like 10 times a day for me.
0: Well, I, I got to slow down. You're, you're getting too close to that other <laughs> car ahead of you. Break! <laughs> it's terrifying. We have another uh, uh, question. This is from Ernesto on our live Facebook feed, which, by the way, we are having some network issues, so we're aware that it's going in and out. So if you're watching live, please be patient with us. We are, we are working on it. But Ernesto says, good morning. Why are, why are the dealership maintenance schedules most of the time more f- frequent than the owner's manual? Which would you recommend to follow? Why is Tires for Life usually depending on the dealership maintenance schedule?
1: Well, Ernesto, to answer your question, because the dealers are trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And uh, car, cars today have so little maintenance compared to what they did 15, 20 years ago that the car dealerships are starving to death. The service departments are starving to death because they used to thrive on lots of maintenance. And old cars used to require, I don't mean cars built, and new cars that were built a long time ago used to require two, three times as much maintenance. Now, they're almost maintenance free. And a lot of the manufacturers mm-hmm. have subsidized it by giving you free maintenance for two years, sometimes even three years. So, What's a car dealer to do to make money in the uh, service department? They make up their own maintenance schedule. And my advice to you, and this is very important, do not pay any attention to the car dealers or the service departments recommended maintenance. You want the manufacturers recommended maintenance. Now, Rick's looking at me because uh, there are exceptions. There are certain types of uh, services, depending on the part of the country you live in, high heat, (coughs) high cold, uh, uh, dry, humidity. Environmental conditions change all over the world. And there are some pockets uh, around the world that require special services that you don't Normally say, but 99 times out of 100, rule of thumb: say I want my factory recommended maintenance. Stick to it; you can't go wrong. And the good news is, there's very little factory recommended maintenance required anymore. I think we have a. We're call. gonna.
2: Uh, yes, uh, Stu, you're finished, right?
0: Oh no, we oh, got a couple, call. but we got oh. callers take priority.
2: Okay, Darla, thank you for calling. You're a first-time caller from Palm City. Oh, thank you. Good morning. You won yourself fifty dollars. Wonderful. Yeah, stay on the line and give John your information. What can we do for you today? Um, I was just wondering um, when
9: you're purchasing a new car, um, can you tell me more about the dealer fee?
1: Um, I could. Uh, do you have a uh, six hours? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, you can condense uh, it down be, that small. Dealer fee, be, prep yeah. fee. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I, I I'm so happy you asked that question because it's one. It's probably the reason I'm still on the radio and I've been on the radio for 14 years. I cannot believe that our regulators and our legislators allow this to happen. A Dealer fee is a generic term. Uh, used to be called a dealer fee, and then the dealers decided people were getting on to them, so they started changing the name. Believe it or not, okay. in, in Florida, uh, there is no law on what you call that extra hidden profit that you tack on to the price that you advertise or you quoted on the phone or online. You ask a car dealership what the price of the car is, he tells you you a number, it's not true, you come in, he adds $1,000 or $2,000, believe it or not, as much as $3,000, and he calls it something, generically referred to as a dealer fee. Some of the names they use are electronic filing fee, uh, notary fee, uh, dealer services fee, e-filing fee, uh, tag agency fee.
2: On it, and on. It's
1: all up to the dealer's imagination whatever. Mm. And that's okay with Florida. The governor, uh, the legislators, the state attorney, they say that's okay. You can tell, uh, Darla, I can tell you I'll sell you a car for $10,000, and you come in and you sign the paper, and they go into the business office. The computer picks out a paper for $11,000. The $10,000 that I told you the price was and another 1000 because that's what the charge would be for the dealer fee. So uh, it's a crazy situation, Uh, this exists because our legislators and our regulators are in the pockets of the car dealers, their financial lobbying, along with their associations, and it's crazy. In California, it's regulated. A dealer fee out there, I think, is $75. Not that they don't have a dealer fee, but that's all it can be, and that's the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Here, there's no regulation. It's a wild, wild west. Darla, I think I did that in less than six hours, and I apologize if I rambled.
2: It's (laughs) It's okay. I appreciate the information. It's a a dirty little secret, uh, is what we used to call it, Darla. And there's so many names for that fee, it's it's very deceiving.
0: It's not a secret anymore?
2: Unfortunately, yes and Stu said it's not deceiving anymore <laughs> thanks to you <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank you very much I hope you can call again every week I always uh, appreciate Nancy because she does since Nancy has been on the show uh, from the from the beginning uh, she has grown our female audience when we first started practically no female callers and now we're up pretty much to 50-50 thanks to Nancy and I uh, thank you for Great. for responding and if you could be Become a regular caller and call in at least maybe a couple Saturdays a month, we'd really appreciate it.
9: Okay, thank you very much. Thank George. you, darling. I
2: appreciate Spread the word. Oh, okay, I will. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Stay in touch. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. We're going to go to John, who's calling from Palm City. He too is a regular caller. Good morning, John.
10: Good morning to everyone. Hey. Funny, a call from Palm City. I was thinking yesterday, I took the turnpike. I visited a friend in Wellington, oh. and I took the Florida turnpike and got off Palm City. It doesn't even say Palm City. It says Stewart, which is misleading, oh. because it goes to Stewart. But when when you get off at the Turnpike, right on the corner, there's only one gas station. Naturally, they sock it to you with the gasoline price. But then it gets worse. If you continue going straight, and that's Martin Downs Boulevard, then the center part of Palm City is a Chevron all by itself, no competition. Again, they sock it to you. But here's the story. In the last month, The gas price has gone down 22 cents a gallon. Hmm. Yesterday, according to NBC News, West Palm Beach price is 264 average. Nationwide is 268. There's six states now that have gasoline that's two dollars or under hmm. so hopefully for the thanksgiving weekend we will be uh, good shape and get lower prices on gasoline wow. but what i want to say again to palm city besides the stations that are all high priced all you do is continue to go straight you cross the palm city bridge and there's a speedway which is a formerly hess and then there's uh um Wawa. Uh, right. Yeah. So and then totally and Stewart alone you got three racetracks, three speedways which again is the former s Hess. So there's no reason in some areas why not only it's the importance of a discount gas, but when you buy from these stations, you're getting freshest gas with a turnover. And these stations are company owned and they always clean out the water that's in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, your mechanical tell you uh, the importance of that. And that's why these stations are so important that we gas up on them mm-hmm. because some of the independent they don't spend the money uh, to remove the water that's in the gas, good point and that's a major problem.
1: Yeah, we always so advise people to use that. Yeah, uh, brand names. You know,
10: that the good news is the gasoline, hopefully, is going to continue to come down. And that's uh, very important with the economy, with the amount of driving that people do. Mm-hmm. Then I want to mention another thing that a little nostalgia what we've talked about today. On the computer today, on your internet, is an auction, Julian Auction Company. They're auctioning off uh, Marilyn Monroe's 56 Thunderbird, wow. which she bought new. She owned it from 56 to 62. They have all the papers on it. Uh, I have a picture of the car in 1957 with Arthur Miller, one of the husbands that she had, driving the car. And they bought that car brand new in Connecticut. And I looked up and, 50, and 56, a T-Bird was $3,050. They built 15,000 of them. Amazing. But what I want to say is sit down for this course today. It's estimated. You can follow it on your computer. Uh... It's estimated that'll bring in because it's Marilyn Monroe's car from three hundred fifty thousand to five hundred fifty thousand. Wow, uh, nice price. For,
1: actually, I thought it'd be higher you know, than because that. I mean, who I should, owned yeah. it.
10: and she, they were really she was really hot on convertibles. When she died in '62, she had a Eldorado, new Eldorado Cadillac convertible, mm-hmm. and a '62 Chrysler three hundred convertible. I don't know if that cars were auctioned off later, but this is a hell of a price today when a fully restored uh, 56 T-Bird probably only brings about sixty or
1: $70,000. Maybe I'll buy it. I was in love with Marilyn.
10: Those that are following any uh, movie star, you know, names <laughs> yeah. and nostalgia of a car that can go as high as uh, <laughs> the sky is high on that price. So,
1: yeah, interesting. I, my 13th birthday party, I took uh, my friends to the Carefree Theater in West Palm Beach and we watched The River of No Return starring uh, Marilyn Monroe and Robert Mitchum. I fell deeply in in love with her, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. I was just crushed when she married Joe
4: DiMaggio. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> well, some like it hot. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to like
10: give my way. age, but I followed T Birds <laughs> when it came out in '55. Uh-huh. It was in the answer to the Corvette, uh-huh. and the '56 was the same thing basically, but it had the Continental tire in the back. Oh, and then '57 right. was the big body
1: change. I love those Continental so I tires. i go back
10: and follow on cars way back yeah. from high school.
1: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be real boring when we got uh, all autonomous electric cars without drivers and no continental kits. We'll have nothing to talk about on this show. Exactly.
6: Gas <laughs> <laughs> stations yeah. won't have anything
4: to sell. It's kind of the world's a changing. <laughs> Did you read the article where in Arizona, uh, Waymo is saying that by de- in December they are going to have autonomous ride-sharing cars? in operation, yes. in direct competition with Uber and Lyft. Yeah, I
2: read that article. Yeah, they're way ahead.
4: Yeah. That's Google's uh, yeah. autonomous yeah. car company, by the way. Yeah. They're way
1: ahead of everybody else, and uh, look for them to have the first realistic uh, you and I can buy or share uh, autonomous cars. They are, they're They're going to be putting the pressure on General Motors, Toyota, Honda, all the big manufacturers. Uh, Waymo is really leading the pack. John, well, thank just you. Just a
10: footnote to this. Yeah. Don't buy gas in Palm City. <laughs> and that's one of the many reasons why Costco was turned down for Palm City. It'd be a competition to put all these gas stations out of business. Yeah. But the good news is now it's it's going to get final approval from Stewart. There's going to be Costco on Indian Street, which oh. is not far from the Veteran Bridge.
1: Fantastic. To Palm I didn't know that. That's and great. waiting for
10: final approval now. Great news. So Costco is coming to the area, finally, Martin County.
1: Beautiful. I got a great auto buying program, so that'll be really good for the uh, folks up in that area instead of having to drive all the way to Palm Beach Gar- Gardens now as the nearest Costco. So that's great news. Yeah. Thank you, John. Like, have a good
2: day, folks. We love hearing John. from you, John. Stay in touch. Yeah. Uh, gosh, what an exciting show we've had. So many interesting people, uh, callers uh, with information for us that we didn't even know. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in, Daryl Stewart, on cars. We do appreciate you. And we do have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up from West Palm Beach, and that's Peterson Motor Cars. Uh, Linda has a question. She texts me, and she says that she thinks that she might get a better deal if she pays cash for her car. I say, I don't think so. What do you say?
1: No, you're exactly right. Uh, Most of the money that a car dealer makes is in the financing. Car dealers make more money when they finance your car than when they sell you the car. So oftentimes, you'll end up paying uh, more for a car when you pay cash. It's counterintuitive. In most products you buy, you probably get a better deal for cash. But in a car dealership, they love the financing. I recommend that when you go into a car dealership, tell them that you intend to finance the car uh, and then go ahead and negotiate the best price you can and then say whoops changed my mind i'm paying cash write them out a check
2: great idea linda i hope we helped you out if uh, if we haven't give us a call at 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 i think uh, Stu has some
0: oh yeah We're, we got up. the texts and comments they're backing up we got them uh, Uh, Doug on Facebook um, wanted to know if he could turn off his lane departure assist on his 2018 Honda Accord. And, Doug, yes, you can, because I Googled that. (laughs) And uh, I already answered him on Facebook. But, yes, you can turn off the lane departure assist. Um, The next text we got is from Anonymous. But the question is, does the new 2019 Toyota 4Runner have clear coat on the paint or just the pearl white? And I can answer that as well. Um, there's two colors that come on that vehicle, uh, on the 2019 Forerunner. That's super white and blizzard pearl. The blizzard pearl has a nice thick clear coat on it. The super white is color code zero four zero, and we've talked about this on the show for years. Yeah. And it has an insufficient clear coat, and it will oxidize and fade over time. <coughs> uh, Excellent. No follow no
1: of Excellent question to ask anyone you buy a car from, especially white cars, is uh, find out and get proof for verification that they do have clear coat. Uh, all cars should be clear coated. Yep. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, mm-hmm. but that's another show mm-hmm. as to why they don't have clear coat. But if you buy a car without clear coat, you're asking for trouble unless you wax it regularly and keep it garaged.
0: If you wax it way more than you should. And and then unfortunately, you have to pay more to get that uh, that Blizzard Pearl paint. Yep. It's a premium. Our next quest, uh, next text is from an anonymous person. Um, is it just me, or is everyone terrified to use the special express lane in I know I'll get where I'm going faster, but it seems like a major commitment to use the express lane. Um, I think you have commitment issues. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know.
1: Well, you know, uh, I, 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 here's, here, here, I understand how they feel because that's the racetrack. That's where everybody's going faster. Uh, here's the way I look at it. Uh, I like the express lane because I feel like I'm only having to worry about my right side. If I'm in the express lane, then I have the wall to my left and I'm protected. And the car can't cross over from the other side very easily. And uh, I feel more secure. Only worrying about cars on my right. Now, you have to go faster right. to be there, but I happen to like to go fast, so it doesn't bother me. But I understand that.
0: Yeah, and, and remember, you got to pay for that, too. So if you don't have a Sun Pass in your car, you're going to get a bill in the mail. They'll take a picture Someone of you. Someone
1: stole my Sun Pass. That happened? That's right. I literally. I'm glad you reminded me of that. <laughs> it's been gone for about a week. I probably got a, a huge bill <laughs> waiting for me. Uh, I, uh, I was supposed
2: uh, to get back to you to tell you that his uh, Sun Pass was stolen.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll put it back to
2: We're going to go to. uh, uh, We are going to go to Hope Sound. Barbara. Barbara. And is it Barbara? Yep. Yes, it is. Hi, Barbara. Mm. You're a first time caller. You won yourself fifty dollars today. Stay, stay. Uh, I'm I'm
9: not a first time caller.
1: Oh, and you're honest too, Barbara, because uh, you could have got us yeah, for fifty no. bucks, sir. Thank it you very much.
9: Maybe four years ago when I spoke to you, oh. um, we had two with a car that we had purchased, and um, but I have to say I listen to you every week, oh, and I have a new fan of yours. My husband is sitting here with me, mm-hmm. um, and he says, "Wow, they're interesting." So um, <laughs> I think he'll start listening to you also with me. But I just wanted to kind of just back, when I had called you, um, I had bought the Ford Focus Uh, from Advantage Ford here in Stewart Mm -hmm. and um, it was kind of, the story was I very quickly tell you that we were looking for, I was looking for a special color and they didn't have it and they all of a sudden drove around with this blue car and they said here it is and I said where did you get that? Oh well we had it in the back, whatever it's back a while so but anyways, um, when we got off the property with the car it was bumping and bumping and jumping and it was because it was one of the cars that they had supposedly changed or tried to change the, um, um, to automatic drive from a from a standard shift to an automatic driving. Mm. And when I, said, I went back with them and said, you know, but it's something, they said, oh, you have to let it ride a while. You have to let it ride a while. And the story comes as they said, I had to drive 500 miles before the company would even go in and fix it. Mm. Make a long story short, we didn't keep it very long okay so we went around and we finally got a new car um my question is I have now a a Kia Sorento which we absolutely love um we feel very safe in it we drive a lot of I think places to go to see the children New York South Dakota we're all over the place Uh and uh we love it and we're having a very you know a very good time with it my question is is that the, um, advantage, the advantage, disadvantage for it. Uh, Kia, uh, the um, it's um, that's that's, that's, Smith, that's Smith, Kia. Okay, yeah. okay, that's where we bought it. Um, they just keep they keep calling us, emails, anything they can to get our attention. I am so tired of their emails. I have a private guy who takes care of our cars. has always, has done this since we lived here. It's about eighteen years. Mm-hmm. We we got introduced to him. He's done us well. He's always taken care of us. As, mm. some, as a matter of fact, I have to give you a story. We were on our way up to New York to see the children. The car was packed. I stopped by. I said, "Okay, Frank, you know you wanted to just give it a once over." He comes out and he says, "You're not going anywhere." And I said, "We're not going anywhere. We're heading on to 95. Wow. He says, "Not with those tires, you Wow. So we did we did delay our trip by a couple of hours because within a couple of hours he had brand new tires on my car mm-hmm. and um, I trusted him totally and have forever and um, anyways because he's been like a good friend so um, to us with our cars anyways he does he services our cars mm-hmm. he has always my question is is that. Somebody told me, well, if you do that, or at least I think the company told us, that if you do that, it it negates the, um, the, the warranty on the car.
1: No. No, that's not true. Uh, you can have your car serv- you can have your car serviced wherever you like, and uh, warranty work has to be performed by a Kia dealer on your Sorento. And by the way, if you have any problems uh, with uh, Beth Smith Kia, uh, call Frank Hernandez. He is the uh, owner uh, and the general manager. He, he runs things. And you tell him Earl Stewart Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I'm sorry, Frank Gonzalez. I always get his name wrong. Uh, call Frank Gonzalez and tell him your friend. To Earl Stewart, and uh, he'll take care of you. Uh, but you can have your car serviced anywhere uh, as long as it's by the factory recommended maintenance schedule. And be sure that you keep your receipts so if you have a problem with the manufacturer, that you'll be able to say, Yes, I had my car uh, serviced according to your recommendations, and they can, were done at an independent service department. So I hope that answers your question, Barbara
9: it does answer my question because I have saved every single paper uh, that Frank has for us with the cars with the clip everything on it and but my other thing is how do, do I is it, do I have to just go over there and tell them to stop calling me because they keep calling me about you know redo this and redo that or, or trade in or this and that you know I mean it's unhappy with happy with that I mean
6: yeah.
9: it just, it's just so annoying that they do this so often and, and you know I, Barbara, is there anybody, I, mean, I just go over there and say, can you off your list or something? Barbara, I
1: mean, I don't know. Yeah, Barbara, just called the dealership, uh, asked to speak to Frank Gonzalez, tell him you're a friend of Earl okay. Stewart, and say that uh, I suggested that they have you uh, deleted from their follow-up list. You're in a computer and they can delete your name in the computer and you'll receive no more phone calls. They have something called a BDC, uh, which is a, a system that they use for Uh, It's like a a boilerplate room. They have a bunch of people in the room, and they just keep calling people. And if you're not in the computer, they won't call you. So you tell Frank Gonzalez, I said, to take you out of the computer. He'd be happy to accommodate. And call us next week and let us know if it worked.
2: In, in Barb, uh, the, the Thank you, Barb. The same Frank thing Gonzales. happens to me, and uh, it is very, very annoying. I get a lot of emails, and uh, to, to take girls' advice and have them take you off that call list, uh, you know, it would be very helpful. But it is very annoying. I agree with you.
0: Okay, thanks. Thanks for okay. right the call, Barb. Frank
9: Gonzalez, you said
0: his name was Frank Gonzalez. It that's correct?
1: Yes.
9: And where
1: is he located? Where is he? I, th- I thank you for calling, and please call again. Don't, don't be a stranger. It was four years okay. since your last call. We'd love to hear from you more frequently. I so hope
2: Frank uh, Please can call, call next call Saturday. Yeah, can mm-hmm. help you. Uh, we're going to go to Brad, and he's calling from Palm Beach Gardens.
5: Hi. How are you doing, Mrs. Stark?
2: Oh, great. great. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Uh, you were talking about... Uh,
5: used cars earlier this morning and I have a question uh, just for uh, fairness I do own in, in my driveway two cars that I bought at Earl store I'm very happy with the dealership well thank you uh, it, is there a uh, perfect time or that's time to buy a used car one year, two year, three years out. Is there any kind of rule of thumb as to when you get the best return for your dollar?
1: I would I would say the sweet spot is two to three years. One one year is pretty quick, and you kind of wonder why a used car is traded in in one year because uh, whoever traded it in experienced a loss on the depreciation. Uh, a three year is really the probably the exact sweet spot. And if you can really get lucky and find a three-year-old car that's still got a little bit of factory warranty left, yeah, best to have, you know, certified cars often are a good way to go. Uh, if you have a dealer you can rely on who did the proper certification and check it over carefully. But a two- or three-year-old used car is a far better buy than a new car. And, of course, consult Consumer Reports. Uh, Nancy has a Consumer Report in her hand right now, and the annual Uh, edition uh, says that uh, they have their list of best and worst used cars. So at the very least, before you buy a used car, be sure that you don't buy one of the worst ones. And then if you can find something on the best (laughs) list, uh, you're, you're way ahead. Two to three year old with a little bit of factory warranty left. Thank you very much. I appreciate the help. Oh, great you're call. Thank you very much. A lot that of people w- had that same question in their mind. Yeah. That's the reason I say yeah. it was a great that, call.
2: That best and worst uh, used cars is, would, would really help you out. Uh, but this here is something that so everyone should pick up, the Consumer uh, Buying Guide here for 2019. And there's a whole lot of information in there. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to how? Howard, and he's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. It's great to be back. Oh, welcome.
11: Hey. Just arrived a couple of Saturdays ago. Tried to call you last week. Uh, I'm just driving now with my friend, Cy, and he's ready to buy a new car. And he has a couple of questions, which I will ask, and okay. he'll listen to the radio. Okay. Uh, he wants to get so- He wants to get something with adaptive headlights. Is that such a thing?
1: Will I say that again, Howard. He
11: wants to get a car with adaptive headlights.
1: Adaptive. So that's like when you turn a corner, you know, they aim aim around the corner. Rick. uh, Yeah, those,
4: you're only going to find those on a lot of the high-end luxury cars, Uh, the higher-end Lexus. I know that a lot of the Mercedes have those. And, of course, Earl's favorite drivers, the BMWs, a lot of those have that. Um, Jaguar, I think, would probably have it. You're, for the adaptive headlights that actually turn the corner with you, you're really going to be looking at a high-end luxury model for that.
1: Yeah, Howard, my advice to your son is stay away from something like that. They're, they're, extremely exper- uh, they're extremely expensive, and you're probably not going to be wanting to buy a Jaguar or a BMW anyway. And my guess is that if you have a problem with them uh, and they're out of warranty, it's going to cost you a lot of money to fix them. It's uh, a little bit exotic, so mm. stick with something... That that's a little bit simpler in terms of options and
4: accessories. Now, however, the automatic headlights, which simply turn on when it reaches a certain level of darkness outside, mm-hmm. they'll run the, the yeah. daytime running lights during the day and then go to the headlight time, at night. Yeah.
1: They work well. Yeah.
4: Now, those are available on just about every model now because yeah. it's, it's such a safety feature that they've pretty much become across the board. Else, and those work pretty well. What else you got?
11: Just another question. This is side. Uh, I'm driving, but I'm trying to talk to you at the same time. Yeah. Uh, is there a better type of headlight that gives more light? In other words, the type of bulb uh, to look for?
1: Yeah, I think uh, again, uh, Rick. The LEDs for uh, right. that. The yeah,
4: LED. The, the LED lights are really the best now. They're they give that pure white light and. When they're installed, you know, when they're done at a factory designed for the car, they produce a beautiful illumination without blinding other drivers. Um, does, the, uh, does the lamp itself last longer than the conventional? Yes, LEDs lights last a lot longer they they don't produce the heat and they use less energy to run them. All
0: right, I have something to contribute, but I didn't want to make this a commercial. <laughs> but I can tell you that the, oh, the twenty nineteen Avalon LEDs? has adaptive yeah. cornering are, headlights. Oh, okay, yes, well, they, now they yeah. don't uh, are
11: the LEDs on the Toyota this year?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, most of them do. Yes, but the adaptive oh, okay. the cornering. Uh, Sorry, si, listen to this. The uh, adaptive headlights are available on some vehicles, including the uh, twenty nineteen Avalon. And now the headlights don't mm. actually pivot like they used to do back on the Tucker. They just yeah. have, they have LED lights that wrap around the corner that illuminate when, you, when you're turning. So it shines it in the direction that you're about but to turn. I even, okay. even
1: though they have them on the Avalon, I still say you're better off, uh, and I'm speaking to your son, Howard, he's better off to buy Sorry. a vehicle that has tried and proven accessories. When you buy a brand new car with brand new accessories that has never been out before, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Wait wait till it's been on the market for two or three years, and then you can jump in there. Uh, but stick away from the exotic and stick with the tried and true.
11: I appreciate that. Hold on, here's Howie uh, back. Yeah, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your information. And, uh, and uh, I explained, Cy, about the uh, dealer fee. He had no idea that the Dealer fee was illegal and uh, Florida does nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, Shameful. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you have LEDs, uh, which is great. Uh, does the Camry, uh, the XLE, have the LEDs?
4: Uh, yes, uh, Stu, the XLE Camry, yes. that does have LEDs, right? And those are LEDs. Yeah.
2: That's
11: great. Okay, we'll be shopping you pretty soon.
2: Thank okay. you, Art. Okay, okay sure. guys, welcome back. Enjoy this beautiful South Florida weather. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 I have a text and it's from Jenna and Jenna asks how she can be sure that she gets enough money for her trade-in well first of all Jenna your trade-in you keep it absolutely separate from your car purchase that's number one and to ensure that you get the right price for that trade-in take it to three different different dealerships and get three different prices and you can be very sure that you are in control
1: and be sure that you tell them you don't want to buy a car you're just selling your car you're just you're you're selling your car you got too many cars in the family you're downsizing and bid on my car give me your best price because i'm going to two other dealers after i leave here and i'm going to sell my car to the highest bidder
2: I hope we answered your question. Give us a call, 877.
1: Okay, we got Claire from Green Acres. Hello. Hello, Claire. How I can we help you? I
2: like I'm calling her and I'm listening
9: out. to you so, Saturday, driving myself to breakfast with my mom, and I, I have two quick questions. Um, One I'm sure you've heard all the time But I'll ask you my first one I have a Ford Explorer It's uh, 2005 And I love it And then the back window, uh, the hatch that goes up, there's a split in it and every time I see another one I see the same split in all of them
6: hmm.
1: You know, Claire, I think it sounds like a, a chronic problem that Ford has with the Explorer um, I would uh, Google that and with the year of your Explorer and uh, and a description that you just gave me uh, you'll probably find chat rooms that have uh, this problem and you probably uh, should contact your Ford dealer because or something called a technical service bullet bulletin they call them tsb uh technical service bullet, TSB. And when they have a chronic problem with a car, oftentimes they will go out with a fix, a recommendation as to how to fix this. It's almost like a secret warranty. They don't want to go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Association and make it an official recall, but they will will fix it if you come in and you call it to their attention. So uh, give your Ford dealer a call, go online, and I think you'll get the answer to your question.
9: Okay, that's awesome, I appreciate that. My other question is, I'm sure you hear this every Saturday. um, My check engine light just came on, so where do I start from here?
1: Uh, check engine light, unfortunately, is one of those things that uh, the manufacturers all uh, do the same thing wrong. They give you a check engine light. It doesn't tell you what it is. Uh, there are a multitude of things, 2 or 300 things that can go wrong uh, from the check engine light. All you know is you got a red light on. Uh, the most common one, and you might try this yourself, is that your gas cap is loose. Because most of the check engine warnings come from emission-related problems. Could be internally, could be, uh, as I say, the gas gap, which is kind of an external issue. Uh, tighten your gas cap, take it off and put it back on again, be sure it's tight, and see if that fixes it. Because over half the time, it's that gas gap. Uh, the rest of the times, it's something usually very minor. I always advise people when the check engine light comes on, don't panic. 99 times out of 100, it's nothing serious,
4: something that will wait. Uh, Rick has a comment. Swinging at your local parts store, especially AutoZone, they have these little generic code pullers that they'll plug into your car for free and pull the code. And if they tell you it's just an evap. Uh, what's called an evaporative emissions code, then I would just really check that gas cap and just say no, I don't want to buy anything. Thank you very much. Maybe slip the guy a fiver or something, and and just wait and see and let that see if that light goes off.
1: That's free, too, Claire. Um, AutoZone. And uh, we'll give them a real shout-out. Uh, they're nationwide. You should be able to find one. Google it. There's probably one near you. And uh, they'll give you basically what the manufacturers should have given you when they installed that check engine light. There should be a code right there that you could call and call your dealer, and he would tell you what the problem was. Um, I think the cars of the future will have this. And I think that, as a matter of fact, there'll be direct communication between your car's computer and the manufacturer and the dealer. So you'll have an issue with a car. You won't see a red light flashing at you, but you'll have an instant transmission of your exact problem. Your dealer should call you and say, you might not know this, but you should bring your car in because
4: and fill in the blank. That's actually in the works right now. Yeah. Clara, thank you very much.
9: You know, you guys are brilliant because my um, check gas um, something came on last week. Mm-hmm. And I bet that's
1: what it is. That yeah, could very well be it. And then sometimes when your light goes on, you'll bring it in. And this is another stupid thing. Uh, they'll fix the problem, but they'll forget to reset the light. And uh, you have to remind them. I mean, you should, they shouldn't have to be. That when they fix the problem, they need to reset the light. Now, you can actually reset it yourself, but you'd have to probably call your dealer, and he could tell you where another dash you can hit the switch to reset the, the check engine light. But it's really a stupid thing. It's been on cars for years. And it crea- just think of the inconvenience. You, you can be on the turnpike in Pennsylvania and it's Sunday and the dealerships and service departments are all closed and you got a check engine light. You don't know if your <coughs> transmission is going to blow up or the car is going to stop in the middle of the turnpike or your gas cap is loose. What kind of thing is that? It's just a very bad system. But uh, thanks for that great call Claire uh, you asked a question that's on the minds of lots and lots of people appreciate the call
9: thank you I appreciate your help
1: have a great day okay we got a bunch of uh text here. We've got a little backlog yeah. going here, so uh, let's hear the... Stu, go ahead and read some...
0: Yeah, we have a guy on our live Facebook feed. Uh, it once says, I was looking at a 2019 Camry. The sales lady told me all the controls work with your iPhone. The only problem is that I'm a senior, and I don't have an iPhone. Why don't they make cars with simple buttons anymore? I'm looking for... Now looking for an older used car. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a... That's a uh, chronic problem um, especially in South Florida we have a lot of senior uh, citizens I'm a senior citizen and uh and it's hard to adapt to change. And people that have been driving cars for a long time, maybe the same car for a long time, have especially problems. If you've got a 10-year-old car and you come in and buy a new car, you're talking about a quantum leap in technology. You can probably barely drive the car home because you won't know uh, the buttons and swistles and all the rest of it. You just don't know uh, what to do. Frankly, in my car right now, I'd say half the switches in my car, I don't know what they're about. Um, it's just um, evolution, yes. it's change uh, your grandchildren can probably hop in a car when they're ready to buy yes. and they will know uh, intuitively exactly what everything is but we're going through such change now it's very difficult on old folks like you yeah. and me.
0: Oh, here, here, here's what I tell um, some of our older customers If you learn 20% of what your car does, pat yourself on the back, you're doing a great job. And think of it like a computer. Most everybody has a computer, but you only use a fraction of what that computer is capable of. So there's a lot of things that aren't that important. Don't feel bad about it.
1: And you you just inspired me to think of something else. We're going from very simple to crazy complexity back to very simple again yeah. because the next evolution the next thing will be the autonomous uh, driverless the the uh, you don't own the car ride sharing how simple will that be you'll walk out of your front door A car picks you up, you say, take me to the Taco Bell, Uh, take me to the pharmacist, take me to the Publix, and it takes you there. And you get out of the car, and by the time you get out of the car, it's going away. You come back with your bag of groceries, and another car picks you up, and you say, take me home. You don't talk to anybody except the car. Simple.
4: Rick? I just hope they don't put those creepy robot drivers in like they do in all the sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah. hmm. That, no, whoa, whoa, I'd be whoa, whoa. walking everywhere they're, then. They're, they're not going to do that? Oh, that'd be just too creepy for me. I was me. counting on it. No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've seen those robots. All those sci-fi movies, and well, there's like, always
4: that creepy plastic
0: robot guy. Design. I was picturing the inflatable guy in the movie Airplane. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Autopilot. Oh, boy, we have devolved. Okay. We are going down the rabbit hole.
2: You can see we're having a great time here <laughs> at Earl Stewart on Cars. And again, thank you for tuning in. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530.
0: Yep, and speaking of text, we have one. Uh, anonymous texter says, I heard that if the new tarics, tariffs take place in 2019, the cost of a new car may increase by at least 4000 have you heard anything further about this?
1: The tariffs are still up in the air as to how they will affect different manufacturers. Uh, bear in mind that All manufacturers don't build their cars in the same places. Uh, You've got uh, the China issue, which is the big tariff issue. Uh, You have, uh, for example, someone that's going to have a real problem uh, will be Buick, because Buick and Cadillac will have a big problem. They sell more Buicks and Cadillacs in China than they do in the United States. You also have other manufacturers that don't manufacture their cars in the United States. So it will affect some cars more than others. I think, in general, the $4,000 is an exaggeration. Everybody that's talking about tariffs has got a political agenda. Uh, The car manufacturers are exaggerating the cost impact on the drivers because they don't want the tariff. Uh, The dealers are exaggerating. As a car dealer, I get... Uh, emails and texts and and contacts from Toyota telling me to scream and yell about the tariffs. Speaking totally objectively, I think when the smoke settles, the effect of tariffs on most cars will be negligible. I just don't think it's going to be a big issue.
2: Hmm. Great information.
0: Uh, We have Andreas on Facebook says, (laughs) I think this is a joke, (laughs) is there a light that turns on if the check engine light is bad? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rick you couldn't see Rick I love he was, that he wasn't on the camera but he, I love
1: that I love that his <laughs>
0: eyes narrowed and he looked grim <laughs> uh, actually uh, Andreas follows up says I have found uh, talking about high tech on cars he says I found that there are modern radios with old school dials that you can purchase as retrofits the only caveat is that these are not replacements for the integrated infotainment <clears throat> systems but if you like dials it looks like you can get them. Yeah.
1: I'm going to use that joke with your permission. To, uh, <laughs> Andreas. Uh, tomorrow, Andreas, because we're speaking to the men's club at Valencia uh, Falls. Valencia Falls. And, boy, and, 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 so I'm going to use that joke that we need a light that comes on when the check engine light fails. And then you've created an infra- infinite regression. Yes, exactly. And then we need another light. Right. That is hysterical. Well, it adds to the idi- idiocy. Is that a word? Well,
0: idiocracy um, is a word.
1: Anyway, <laughs> the stupidity of the check engine line. it adds to the understanding of that. You know, we're getting uh, close to uh, half an hour before the show ends, and we've got... Uh, a mystery shopping report we need to talk about if we cleaned up the text and we don't have a caller now
2: i uh, i have one more from mary louise and she's asking about extended warranties and if she should buy one
1: uh, ex- extended warranties uh, I, i'll give you a rule of thumb don't buy one now I'll give you the I'll give you the detail a little bit of detail there if you're going to buy an extended warranty you're better off to buy a manufacturer's extended warranty most of the extended warranties virtually all of them are sold by independent companies and they're also sold by dealers sometimes the dealership owns the extended warranty company now you got to worry about is the dealer going to be around uh, to and uh, to honor the warranty or is the independent company if you buy a General Motors extended extended warranty you're, you're probably safer to think that General Motors will be around longer than the car dealership so find out if it's a manufacturer's warranty then if it's not the manufacturer's warranty even if it is read the warranty when you're reading the warranty read what it does not cover not just what it covers they can list uh, they can do two pages of stuff that an extended warranty covers but th- the few things that they say doesn't cover are pretty important, <laughs> are pretty <Yeah>. important. <laughs> really? so the computer modules in car dealers in cars today are enormously expensive you want to be sure that the computer components are covered that your navigation system is covered that your air conditioner is covered very very important things which typically cannot be covered so you can see it's a minefield when in doubt do this. Go to Consumer Reports, get a reliable product like a Honda or a Nissan, a car that you know has got good uh, reliability and longevity, and buy a good car. Don't buy the extended warranty. If you have to, buy the one that's offered by the
4: manufacturer.
2: Yeah, and uh, Mary Louise, be sure that you do ask that question, what doesn't it cover? And the most important question, what does it cover? And you'll cover all the angles. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Oh,
1: we got uh, got a text here. Another text came
0: in. We we got one more text. Uh, How much should I expect to pay to have a new Prius battery installed? Regular battery and not the hybrid battery. That's good (laughs) because the hybrid battery ain't
4: cheap. Yeah. Believe it or not, that Prius 12-volt battery on the... Up through generation three, which is 2016, I think, or 2015, that's not very cheap either because that battery itself is a special sealed type battery, and it's located inside the passenger compartment, and it's about a 320—I want to say about 320 to 330 dollar battery, and about 60 to 70 dollars for installation.
1: Okay, so you're talking 400 bucks wow. in round numbers. Yep. Do we have another text coming in here? No, we're all caught up. Okay. Let me get into the mystery shopping report. Uh, as Nancy mentioned earlier, it's on a little outfit called Peterson Motor Cars there in West Palm Beach. Before we presented last week's mystery shopping report of Jaguar Land Rover Treasure Coast, we took some time to remind ourselves why we keep investigating and reporting about dealers who continue to sell used cars with deadly Takata bag recalls. We discussed in graphic detail how an explosive canister installed just inches from a driver's or passenger's face. I mean, that's right up there in your face. It can blow up violently, causing disfiguring injuries and deaths, and it has many, many times. We discuss in fact more times in Florida than any other state. We discuss how easily anyone can find out whether their vehicle or a vehicle that they're considering buying is affected by this deep- Piece of of cake. We talked about our elected leaders and unelected bureaucrats charged with ensuring public safety who stand by unwilling or unable to do anything to stop this crisis. Every time I think about this, my blood pressure goes up. We called our governor and senator-elect, Rick Scott. Governor-elect Ron DeSantis and Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi by name spoke to them on the air, live radio, and asked them what they are prepared to do to protect their constituents. We've called them. We've called on them to take action for years, and we've heard nothing over and over again. Ran a full-page ad in the Tallahassee Democrat. That's the newspaper in Tallahassee, so all the politicians up there saw it. Ran that twice. It's been online. It's been all over the place. For the next 90 days or so, Rick Scott will be the governor of Florida. Uh, He can issue an executive order banning the sale of used cars with unfixed to cut airbags. Stroke of the pen, Rick. Rick Scott. We know you hear about this, Rick. Uh, We know. Uh, We're big enough. Uh, more people, enough people know about rolling cars that someone knows, somebody that listens to this show that knows you. You've heard about this. So you're burying your head in the sand. Now you're moving up to becoming a senator. you got a couple more months as
0: governor. Do
1: Rick some. Scott, stroke of the pen.
0: Yeah, Make he, it illegal. He probably doesn't have to deal with... Uh F-A-D-A that much anymore after this. He's, exactly. he's he's a national candidate.
1: Exactly. All you have to do is say it's illegal to sell cars with dangerous recalls. What a no-brainer. What a <laughs> no-brainer. Uh, at any rate, if you just do something like that, then Earl Stewart on cars could move on to talk about less ser- th- serious things like Caranuba Wax. <laughs> That's the name I can never remember. <laughs> Caranuba. Or is that... Yeah, Carnalba. I Carnuba. Carnuba. It's a really good wax, folks. You've got to have a lot of that Carnuba in there. Uh, we're waiting, but we're going to hold our breath because maybe Ron DeSantis will listen and take action. Any politician, for heaven's sakes, do something. This week, we investigated a small, independent, used car dealer who we've never heard of, Peterson Motors in West Palm Beach. It's family-owned, father and son, Peterson Motors. And... Uh, We found a Honda Civic with a passenger side to cut airbag uh, for sale on their website. The Civic, a 2008, boy that's nine years old. Eight eight or nine, 150,000 miles, currently being offered for sale for $4,900. There is a fix available for the defective passenger side airbag, but no one, not in 10 years, has ever done anything to fix it. Still needs to be fixed. Honda's got the inflator sitting in the parts department. Mm -hmm. And for 11 years, that canister (laughs) that could save this car from killing somebody has been sitting in the parts department at a Honda dealer. He wants to go home. Yeah, exactly. We sent Agent X to Peterson Motors to find out if they would represent the vehicle as safe and if they were willing to sell the car even after the recall was revealed. Here's a report. Speaking in the first person, like I'm Agent X, which I am not, I called Peterson Motors to make certain they still had the 2008 Civic with the Takata recall. The person who answered the phone was Eric Peterson, the owner's son. Eric verified that the car was available, told me it was a new arrival. They only had it for three days. He said they were closing soon. I asked if I could make it to the lot quickly. He'd wait for me. I said I'd get there in 15 minutes. It was hard uh, to find the lot. couldn't find it. Tucked away near a warehouse on Church Street. I don't even know where that is. It's over near Okeechobee 995. Thank you very much. I called Eric, who guided me to his location over the phone. I parked in front of the small office. The sign of the front door read, PMC. Apparently, Peterson Motor Cars. It was actually a pretty interesting place For a few very nice luxury cars uh, Some Harley Davidson motorcycles And some uh, well-maintained collectibles Like a 400-mile orange 2001 Plymouth uh, Prowler wow. I went inside I was greeted by Eric, Eric Peterson. Eric said the Civic was out back, led me to it, key in hand. The car was in amazing shape. It was clean and glossy paint. The interior was spotless and smelled good, not perfumed, just clean. Ooh. We fired up the engine, and I filled the A.C. ice cold. I asked Eric, who does all the work on the cars? Compliment him on the condition of the car. He said they had a private mechanic who inspects their vehicles and does the repairs. Sounds good so far. I asked him how the Civic checked out and if there were any mechanical issues. That's the first question we asked. He said there were none. I asked if I could drive it. He said yes and went uh, to get a dealer plate. I looked around the lot while I waited. I counted uh, 28 cars. All of them looked as nice as the Civic. Eric returned with a tag and we drove off. On the drive, I asked about the accidents, and Eric said he just reviewed the Carfax report. There were no accidents or damage. I said, that was good. We returned, went inside, and sat at Eric's desk. Now we've got question one and question two that we always ask, uh, taken care of, asked. Uh And made the Carfax report and showed me where it was indicating there was no accidents. We talked about how I was paying for the car, and I said I would be getting funds from my credit union. He said he had some decent financing options for me, but said I was good with my credit union. He didn't press. Eric worked up the numbers on his computer, talked to me about the company. He said it was just uh, him and his dad. They've been operating at the same location for 30 years. It was just he and his dad or it was just him and his dad?
0: Oh, don't 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 test me on that. It was just he, I was just I was he, an anthropology, not an English teacher. He and his dad. He and,
1: he and his dad. <laughs> My grandmother uh, was an English teacher.
2: The anthropology.
1: Okay. So for 30 years uh, mm. they've been doing this, and uh, that's a real. I keep wanting to say I, I, mom I'm, and pop, but I'm, I'm going to say him. Son.
0: I, I think I'm correct. I'm going to
1: say, say he. Gonna, don't call in on this. We're right. Steve's checking it on. He's googling I'm it. I'm not.
0: No. <laughs> I'm focusing on the mystery shopping report. <laughs>
1: when, he paused, when he paused, I brought up the car again. I said, I believe him. I, I, I believed him when he said to pass the inspection, but given the age of the vehicle, I some concerns about the safety, so I'm leading into question number three. I asked him point blank, is this a safe car? He said there were no safety issues. <sighs> Uh-oh. That's really sad. Oops. Mm-hmm. Everything was so perfect up until that point.
2: It was warm and fussy.
1: Yeah. yeah. I picked up the Carfax report, which he gave me. And I thumbed through it. Then I asked, what, what's the deal with the recall? Eric took the report and looked. He said that thousands of cars get recalls every year. He is correct on that. Yeah. All I had to do was take it to the Honda dealer for a free repair, which is true. That's true. He said that customers usually take care of recall repairs, not the selling dealer. Um, that's probably sadly true, yeah. but it's probably sadly wrong. Shouldn't be. It don't. is uh, not the way it should be. And again, uh, Ron DeSantis, Rick Scott, uh, <laughs> Pam Bondi, <coughs> anybody out there in authority in the way of uh, legislating or enforcing the laws. Why is that? That you can sell a car. and and say listen this car can blow up and kill you or what's worse you don't have to say that this car can blow up and kill you you can just sell the car you can say there's nothing wrong with this car that's the law folks he finished printing the uh, buyer's order informed me that the price was the price no haggling that's good the price was the same I saw online And that's good too He added a $299 dealer fee I think we have A record low dealer fee Yeah Yeah
0: That's good That's like a, I mean it'd be better If there was no dealer fee That's like a 1980s dealer fee
1: Yeah That's probably what it was In 1930 Or 30 years ago that uh, he, When he came into business with his father And he just decided to keep it that yeah. way So if you're listening, Mr. Peterson You should raise your dealer fee. I'm just kidding But you're way low You're the lowest uh, $400 for a new tag and sales tax And uh, he willingly gave me the buyer's order That's good Hardly ever get a real buyer's order But he did Although we've seen worse Peterson motor cars did not <coughs> pass the Dakota test Got all the papers here, got the Carfax report, and uh, there we have it. Uh, we're probably having votes coming in, I hope we're we are having votes coming in. We have votes coming in. And uh, we have to decide, and I, I remind everybody that we grade on the curve, that uh, we don't have any perfect dealers, in fact, we have very few near-perfect dealers, or maybe no perfect dealers, but... Uh, So we have to pass some. If we don't pass some, then we don't have a list that you can refer to for a safe place to buy a car. Because there is no safe place. You have to do your homework. You have to question uh, the paperwork. uh, You have to uh, research the price, no matter where you buy the car. So um, we have the good dealer, bad dealer list. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, you will find the link that will show you the list of recommended dealers and the list of do not buy from this dealer. So we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, post it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope. You can... uh, texted at 772-497-6530 and we will find where Peterson Motor Cars <coughs> falls very okay. very shortly. So uh, I'll go from
0: left to right. Uh, Stu? We, well, We got a lot of we have a lot of grades that
6: are
1: Yeah, yeah, let's in.
0: Let, let's do the
2: Did, uh, yeah, I think it's better better to do it that, right now. That yeah. way.
0: Okay, so here we go. So here, here's our, our grades going. We have Matt from uh, texting in with a D. Uh, text came in from Susan with an F. Also a text from from Ed for an F. So you got that. We got D, F, F. Uh, Guy on Facebook gives them a C minus. Mm. Elian uh, text gives gives them a D. Mm. Kim is a text. It's an F. Um, John, which is also text, gives them an F for mm. Takata, but an A for sales. Doug gave him an F. Yep. Doug gives him an F on Facebook. Jeff on Facebook gives him a D Mm -hmm. minus. Andreas gives him a B. And I I don't know if I read this already, but Guy on Facebook gives him a C minus. Oh, and I'm sorry. Jeff is changing his grade from a D minus to a C. Mm -hmm. And that looks like that's all. And that's enough to calculate a GPA.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It's interesting. Uh, You know, it's and I'm not I, if we get more grades come in I mean I don't want to taint them but you have to give Riffcott and Ron DeSani and, and Pam Bondi and the rest of them out there a lot of uh, blame for the sure. situation Yeah. I when I read this I didn't know if this young man Peterson Jr. was just uh, immune to recalls He. He actually gave a copy of the Carfax report to the mystery shopper. Now, if he was trying to conceal something, it was right there in black and white. He handed it. He could have held it in his hand and say, oh, there were no accidents and there's no mechanical problems. But he didn't do that. What what possesses uh, Ron Peterson from saying that it's a safe car? and it has
0: a Takata airbag recall. I might be too generous in this, but I just think that it's an... It's not a top of the mind topic for anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's crazy that it's not top yeah. of the mind for yeah. car dealers. Yeah, but they don't think it's a crisis. They don't. It's not in their yeah. face. It's not on yeah. the news. No one's talking about it. No other customers ask him about it. Yeah, you know, he's he just he's just doing his day to day task, and he's ah, yeah. oh, it's just it's just a recall. Take it yeah. to Honda. Yeah,
2: that's it, yeah, a good point. Yeah, that's a real good point. It's a Routine still. for him. I it, think yeah. it
0: needs to be shoved in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. which is what we're trying to do here. But yeah.
1: Yeah. it's become. Totally apathetic. It's absolutely no concern. It's like I don't know what it's yeah. like. I mean, I guess maybe if you if you go hunting a lot in snake country and you get used to snakes, you just say, "Well, I'm going hunting." Yeah, it's snake. A, might, yeah, it's yeah. a snake. Snake yeah. might bite me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's get some uh, internal votes here.
4: Uh, Rick, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go on a curve on this one, and I'm going to give him a C. C. Simply because average. It, it, it seems like he did everything else in a relatively classy manner yeah and he there was no games played you know he stayed late to accommodate agent x and i i think the whole situation just came down to they just don't understand the importance of this particular recall and so i'm I'm gonna give him a c yeah
2: fancy i'm gonna give him a c also it seemed like as if that it was a you know it, it was a relatively uh, good place to go for a, yeah. a purchase and uh i got a warm and fuzzy feeling when we first started to uh, you know you start you started reading the mystery shopping report so uh, a c
0: i'm gonna switch places with nancy and become the black widower oh no boy. more oh, boy. now i did like their style i liked the fact they're uh, i thought it was really cool just a Dad and his son, but listen, I'm looking at like an airline. Well, if you said if you said an airplane, it gets points for a great legroom <laughs> and uh, no baggage fees, but there's a high likelihood it's going to crash. I'm not giving it a C. I mean,
6: oh,
0: I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I, I fail them. I'll give them two grades. They get an A for sales and they get an F for the Takata yeah. issue.
1: you know, uh, we're I think we're maybe we're overthinking this a little bit. Um, I think that. I think that we have uh, to offer a place to buy cars. Uh, If we didn't do that, uh, there would be no point in it. I mean, you're not gonna find somebody that lives in South Florida that's gonna drive to uh, Indiana to buy a car. You gotta have cars, uh, dealerships. Uh, The only reason that I would fail them is because of the fact that he knew the recall existed, and he didn't bring it up until the shopper confronted him directly with the recall. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that coin, he actually gave the Carfax report. Yeah, the Carfax, the Carfax report. So that would indicate that he's not trying to hide it. Uh, and uh, I think that Ron Peterson is uh, Eric. I Hill, Eric Eric Peterson yes who's Ron Peterson I think you're conflating Ron DeSantis and Eric Peterson it could be yeah okay at any rate Eric uh, Peterson just didn't understand um uh, he was immune yeah. to the whole Takata yeah. thing. He doesn't appreciate the stakes. Yeah, so I'm gonna pass him. I I, I, th- I think we get him a give him a pass, and uh, I think we just have to shed a tear for the fact that we had to pass him. Yeah. And uh, you gotta have. A, I mean, if I'm buying a cheap car, the price is uh, sounding pretty good. That car was detailed out. Yeah. Uh, there was a very
4: small dealer fee. Uh, yeah. For one hundred five grand. Yeah. To get a car like that. Yeah. Glossy paint and a, a, an interior that smells like new. Yeah. 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 It smells hey. like new. But
1: just it's buyer beware. It's when you buy a car, you can see an honest person. I mean, we're calling them honest. So we're saying an honest person will sell you a car that can kill you. And that's just
4: a sad fact about Florida. And, well, it, uh, at least at this point, though, The person that buys that car, if they read that car fax and sees that the recall's there, they can go to Honda and get it fixed.
0: That opportunity is Uh, there. In most cases. I'm going to one-up you. So, Peterson Motors, if you're listening, just just take that. Agent X isn't really going to buy that car take it over to the Honda dealership, get the airbag inflator fixed, and you're good. Yeah. And then responsi- check your other cars. It's really easy. Run a car back. Take, take,
2: take your responsibility.
1: You know, Honda's supposed to be so proactive uh, that they're supposed to be going out after these cars yeah. and trying to find them. <coughs> I want to know why the local Honda dealer didn't do what we did. Yeah. All you do is get
0: online. Yeah, Brayman, if you're listening, exactly. call Peterson yeah. Motors. Yeah. You got you, gotta, you got some warranty work. Yeah, it's
1: warranty work. And not only are you saving lines, but you're making money. Yeah. So all you Honda dealers and your toys dealers and your Chevrolet dealers go online like we do that's all we do every week we go online we find all sorts of cars out there that have unfixed uh, Takata airbag recalls and we go out and we mystery shop you can go out find that car before we do have it fixed make money and make life safer so uh there
0: we are maybe I should copy the the uh the the other dealers when I said in that mystery shopping report yeah I got the VIN and everything exactly
2: ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of the show uh I want to remind you to pick up the Consumer Report Buying Guide for 2019. A lot of information in there that will guide you, not only with new cars, but used cars. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning, and we'll be right back here next Saturday. Have a wonderful weekend.